It's chili dog time. The world's favorite blue hedgehog is back in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, now available on Brain Digital. In this next level sequel, Sonic and Tails must save the world from Dr. Robotnik's evil plans and hopefully, you know, jump on one of those uh, plunger things that releases all the animals that he's stolen for his horrible experiments. I was always freaked out by that as a kid. But anyway, buy Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and watch it today. Rated PG from Paramount. box office pulp i'm mike and i'm joined by absolutely no one uh we're gonna try something a little bit different with this episode if you guys don't like it please let me know shame me and i'll never do it again uh if you guys like it maybe we'll keep doing stuff like this and and switch up the formats a little bit more um but these are going to be kind of like solo dealies of of just some either short reviews short look at just some like simple short content that we want to throw up that we don't necessarily need the whole group for or if someone wants to record in their free time i'll probably throw up quite a few of these you know i get a lot of screeners so a good way for me to be able to kind of quickly get stuff together so but for the inaugural episode i uh, want to talk about one of those movies i've gotten a chance to check out that probably very few people have heard of at this point i'm always on the lookout for like cool, new, interesting vampire stuff. Like something that adds to the vampire genre. That's a little more, t- takes a more folkloric approach. Uh, those are always welcome to me, and um, I like seeing more of it. It's one of the reasons I love Vampire, the, the old, old, old movie. Just because a lot of vampire rules in pop culture weren't set yet, so you could you, you got things from different cultures a lot more. And that's what this this ha- this has. It is called A Taste of Blood, or Sangre Vordelac in its original Spanish title. Um, it's available right now on Blu-ray. It's on BOD. You can actually watch it free on Tubi right now, uh, free with ads. But And the Blu-ray comes with like a CD soundtrack and, and all that. And I think also its original uh, Spanish language version. Not sure if that version is subtitled, though. It's the only downfall. What I, what I watched uh, is from an English distributor, which is dubbed uh but i'll get into uh, a couple issues with the dub later but uh i was really taken with this movie for a couple of different reasons one it is actually kind of a i don't want to say adaption but kind of a loose adaption um very heavily inspired by um an alexi tolstoy novella called the family of the vordelac um tolstoy uh, alexi tolstoy was the um, I think cousin of Leo Tolstoy. I forget exactly how they're related. And the family of the Vordelac is one of his vampire novels and super interesting, very different. Um, he created a lot of different vampire lore, like he took a lot of old Russian and Slavic uh, kind of like folklore about the vampire, which is, you know, really the OG stuff and added a little bit more of his own. And the, and the wrinkle he added, and this movie plays off of, 
and I'd love to see this played up with more. Like, it'd be cool to do like a Dracula movie where you recast characters as like distant relatives or something. But but the but his wrinkle was while the thirst for blood's there, the particular blood the Vortilac goes after is the blood of loved ones, particularly family. So you get to play in those themes of crumbling familiar relations, crumbling from within inside the family, toxicity from inside the family, disease from inside the family, and how it can spread through a community based on those kind of principles and rules. Um, so the the setup for the film is, is honestly just kind of that. It's family in Argentina that is more or less connected to this old world. And the patriarch figure has pretty much secluded the family, not telling them that, well, they come from a family of Bordelax and they've been running from them for generations until one comes knocking. And he goes off after after his daughter escapes from it. He goes off to take care of it in much the same setup as the as the book. And what you don't know is when he comes back, whether or not he has become a Bordelac. And you get to like play in that paranoia. It's one the one place where the, arguably the the runtime it's very short. It's, uh, I think it's only about ninety minutes or so, so it's an easy watch. But it's, it's the one place where I'd like to have seen that more stretched out and a lot more tension. But it doesn't make it any any less interesting. The movie itself was uh, written directed by um, Santi- uh, Santiago Fernandez Calvetti, and while I think there's some stuff that's kind of lost in the dub and some translation, uh, he does a really excellent job of not leaning back into both from like a writing standpoint and a visual standpoint of what you feel is tropey with vampire movies like it, i like how much it backs off from the vampire of it all i mean it never it's never even said vampire is not a word they use for lack exclusively and i like how it makes it feel like a different type of creature especially with makeup effects which are not like overly done and they have this sad but animalistic quality to the look of them uh, you don't you only get like br- brief moments of like this full-on transformation with the Bordelax, but the best way i can describe them is almost like rabid animals with leprosy like there's there's a sadness behind the affliction of the transformation that is both scary but also feels like it's it's against the nature of the against the nature and form of the person who has become the Bordelac. And I really like those little attentions of detail. And the movie's filled out with a lot of that. Very small moments, dialogueless moments. Um, it knows that you know it goes a little bit too fast, but it still takes its time in the right places. And for that I do appreciate. And so it kind of plays in that the thing, almost hateful eight-ish kind of like paranoia about what's going on. And I, I don't know if there was some maybe additional editing by the American distributors, um, honestly, or primarily like um, music distribution, their uh, record label. So there is actually music that definitely does it's good music, but definitely does not fit the film um, as is. And I think that as far as I know, the original language version that's present on the Blu-ray um, has like actually the original soundtrack as well. And that's why the Blu-ray comes packaged with the aforementioned CD. But I, I would like to see that kind of like maybe like an original cut. I, I don't think the Spanish language version of the Blu-ray comes with subtitles, but 
I would like to see that like released and if there are any cuts to the film and maybe not, maybe it just comes down to the shortness has to do with budget, even though it is a very simply made movie. But the only other problem is the U.S. distributor has dubbed the movie and they didn't do it's not a terrible job with it. I wouldn't say it's a bad job. I don't like live action dubbed films generally as a rule. Um, the only weird thing is, is the patriarch of the family um, is not dubbed like that's instilled in the original language and the subtitle. So it's hard to get into a good watching mode with it. Um, so kind of brace yourself for that if you check it out. Um, but it does, it actually adds, and maybe this is what they were going for. It actually adds kind of an additional layer because there's a bit of old world staunch values, old ways eating new ways kind of thing. So him actually being subtitled and not speaking English removes him more from the setting and the way he's kind of being overbearing and, and the difficulties with his daughters and them wanting to kind of like break out and live an actual life is strengthened by like that separation of language. If that's what they're going for, great. I, I like how it works, but in that, in that regard, but it's maybe in practice, not so much, but other, other than that, I mean, those are really my only gripes. Uh, the movie itself, I was really taken with just how beautiful it was. Uh, it has very methodical cinematography. I, I love the use of dawn and dusk in particular in a few sequences where it just feels like this negative zone of time and space. You know, it's like the way he puts the camera back and lets like that in-between area of the sky where the sun's there, but it's also not kind of play up the tension a little bit. It makes things feel a little bit more unsafe. Like that, it, I've never seen like a uh, that nighttime kind of bluish filter used in such a unique way. But it's it's very methodical. Like the camera work, the way it moves, the way it kind of keeps distance occasionally from characters, the way it frames where shadows fall and where the sun and sunbeams coming in through windows fall. It's really interesting and. and the fact it all pretty much takes place in one location and you never feel like it does. Like almost the house they're in feels 10 times larger because of the way he shoots it. And I'm really impressed with that. And I mean, overall, I was impressed with the movie by and large. Um, still talking, I'm still thinking about it days later. That's why I picked it as the, as the opening salvo for whatever the fuck this is. Going off the cuff talking about vampires. But I, I really was just into taking the vampire and placing it this like paranoia story and the story of I'm, I'm always into family disintegrations because it's it feels very um like anti-1950s always to me so it's it's like anti old world propaganda about familial units and nuclear families and and what and whatnot and like carrying on family traditions and carrying on family names and it being connected to this monstrous uh, disease, more or less, that is literally destroying the family, eating it, you know, devouring it, and and been moving on to the next family as it connects from one to the other. It's that generational abuse and generational disease, and I, I would really love to see like more take on that. It would be even cool, like. There's almost an epicness a little bit to the family of the Vordalac novella 
I'd love to see like a straight up adaption of that because there's some cool things and and cool ways to expand and make like a cool mini series or something. But um, yeah, a taste of blood. Well, definitely a little bit screwed with by the U.S. distributor. Not enough to really hurt it. Uh, arguably, I think it's really solid. I think it's worth looking out out for. But if you want a little drink of something different from the vampire genre, if you're tired of like the same old stuff, it's a great fucking choice. It's engrossing, honestly. Um, I yeah, I usually uh, a lot of times I'm going through these screeners and you kind of start to drift off because they're not very engrossing. This one definitely like it clicked in to gear for me pretty pretty quickly. And uh, there's there's other stuff about this I'd like to talk about, but it's definitely like spoiler territory. And even though it's hard to tell whether or not it'd be really spoiler because the movie kind of spoils itself in some ways, and you can take that as a hindrance or not. But uh, there's definitely some interesting other ideas and like philosophical notes that are that are in there that aren't even from the short story which i think is great like it take it uses that concept as a as a springboard and and for that alone i think it's worth checking out and i really like it it's it's something that i'm i'm definitely going to be kind of like attached to for a while so it's pretty cool more vampire stuff that's different like this that goes in that more old world folkloric kind of territory please so i like that use more of the slavic stuff more 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 of that you know if that if this proves anything just look back at the original tolstoy stories like you can just make up new rules for vampires and like media like you can combine things and make up new ones then it becomes new folklore so hopefully like somebody kind of like discovers this and it gets passed around a little bit like hey look at this cool like vampire movie so be sure to check that out be sure to let us know how you feel about this little experiment we're doing um hopefully it'll get a little bit better as we work out the kinks but for this episode of box office pulp i've been mike and of course you can follow me at lucky deck napier on twitter but the website for the podcast is boxofficepulp.com we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter at Box Office Pulp. You can, of course, subscribe and please rate and review us on all of your preferred pod catcher services. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, uh, Audible. We are on Spotify, all the regular joints and hangouts and jazz bars and whatnot. If you want a handy dandy link, it is boxofficepulp.podlink.com. I'm getting the hell out of here. This is Box Office Pulp Guy, and this has been a Pulp Podcast production. Now please, 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 put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger and say goodnight. And now, on with the show. <laughs>